This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now with local real estate expert Harvey Blankfeld. Where we want to educate you about our market, empower you to make wise decisions, and help you engage with our expert contributors. We're talking with my partner, Daniel Hess, and my other partner, Cynthia Ward. And we're going to talk a little bit today, guys, about a very timely topic, that being multiple offers. Uh, in our market right now, we have very little inventory. There's, there's not that many homes available, and the inventory continues to shrink. But there's still tremendous demand. It, 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 it's counterintuitive to believe it, but it is true. Even during the pandemic, housing is in high demand here in Southern Nevada, maybe for a variety of reasons, maybe because people are moving here from California or the rest of the country. Interest rates are so low. Maybe it's because people during the pandemic are spending a lot of time at home and just don't like where they are. Right. You know, that's part of it, too, I think. Uh, but what it's done is it's caused a, a market here in Southern Nevada where we have multiple offers. It's a challenge out there for buyers right now. So if Sin, if you have a buyer and you're out there looking at property, what kind of advice would you give to your buyer as they're asking you for some help to get to get a home in a situation where you have multiple offers? Well, you need to prepare them that um, it's highly competitive. It's not buyer friendly. It's um, sellers really hold all the cards right now and that you need to be prepared to offer a list or above, waive mm -hmm. contingencies. Mm -hmm. Um, have your financing in order. Yeah, All a good loan letter with a good right. quality lender going in is, is key. Yeah, and, and one of the things I've noticed when I'm out is I'm finding people don't want to fix I mean, if it's move-in ready, if it's pretty much all you, you can just move in, right. you know, people aren't really wanting to do things. So if it's clean and looks nice, it's gone. Yeah, right. it's fast. Yeah, I had somebody this past week that still thought they could negotiate. And you really... Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not a lot of room to no. negotiate at all. It, yeah. I mean, there's we're, no thinking time. If the house is priced right, it's list price or above. Right. And that's just and the way it is. And they're going to miss out, and someone else is going to pay the price, and they'll, yeah. miss out, they'll miss out on that property. Yeah, and if you're waiting for the market to mellow a bit, you might be disappointed what the interest rates are by the time it does mellow. Right. I mean, that's the challenge for a buyer right now. I mean, you, you, you know, timeliness becomes a, a critical issue. Um, so, yes, as a buyer, is there things you can do, Danielle, is there things you can do as a buyer aside from just offering more money? Are there other terms within the contract that you might want to consider changing? Well, making sure that you pay all your costs mm -hmm. and, and maybe offering to pay some of the seller costs. Right. Um, and also, I think it helps to, you know, let the listing agent know about your buyer and ask questions like what besides um, money is important to them. But let's talk a little bit from the seller side, too, because although the seller's got to be excited about this because they're going to make probably make more money in this type of a market as it being a seller's market with very little inventory out there. There are challenges because the seller and the listing agent, the challenge for them is making sure they get the right one. If you've got multiple offers, because it's not always the biggest number, is it? No. And you've got to deal with, let's talk about like appraisals, Sin. Let's talk about that. So, so I got a house listed for 500000 and I get an offer for 750000 subject okay. to appraisal. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, that's a little ludicrous right there, yeah. <laughs> I, I exaggerate for, for, for purpose, so, right. so you understand it. Look, just because they wrote seven fifty doesn't mean it's going to be seven fifty. Yeah, that yeah. Per, that you, you're calling that uh, buyer's agent saying, can they come out of pocket for the difference? That's what you're saying. That's what I'm going to do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can you support those with comparables, please? Yes, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, look, we, we, it's not just the biggest number, because here's what, here's what happens. The appraiser comes in and says, yeah, it's worth 500000 And now the lender will only lend 80% of that 500000 and the buyer, if they want to buy it for seven fifty, they got to come another two hundred fifty thousand dollars out of pocket to make that happen. Right. Are they going to want to do that? I don't think so. I don't, especially when the appraiser just told them it's only worth five hundred thousand. Right. 
So I, again, we exaggerate for purpose, but what the point is this, is that just because it's the biggest number doesn't mean it's the best deal. Right. It's also a question of how much money does the buyer put, is, put, is the buyer putting down? Are they cash? Are they cash? Is it an all cash deal? That's a, that's a big deal. Um, you know, it's funny for me, one of my, my, my things is, is the earnest money. Are they messing with the earnest money a little bit? I always get fussy about that, particularly in a seller's market. When, when, a, buyer, when, a, when a seller says, hey, I want $10,000 in earnest money on this you know, $700,000 house, and the buyer only puts $2,000 down in earnest money, that's, yeah. like, that's telling me something's wrong. In this market, I'm having my buyers actually put in a little bit more than what's requested yeah. to show that they're serious. My sellers like to get a little bit of information about some of the buyer's stories sometimes. I think that's helpful. You know, when they're all coming in and they're equal, or mm -hmm. not equal, but you know, very, very close, close. Yeah. it helps to know their story. And I guess that could work against the buyers as well. It can. But you know, sometimes it's just not, it's not monetary terms. Maybe, Somebody you know, they connect with that buyer in a way that, you know, it's an, it becomes an emotional experience. Indeed. But they might want someone owner-occupied opposed to an investor. Yeah. You know, because they love their home. They want someone else to love their home. They want to know there's a caring family that's going to be right. taking over their 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 wonderful home that they've been in for, for right. 15 years raising their kids. Right. Yeah, that, there are emotions tied to sellers. But in a market like this, there are all buyers, well, most buyers are writing multiple offers. So when you're the right. listing agent and you're getting offers, you have to know that they're probably writing other offers. Yeah. On other so properties. it's good to get backup offers and to have as many as you can, not 20, no. <laughs> but yeah. to have multiple yeah. offers. And then tell the seller, you know, once you have more than one, it gives us leverage to get more. Right. We can't check that box on our counter offer until we have more than one. And that gives us more leverage to make, to and get them more money. You've been listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. If you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, just call me off air or text me at 702-203-1165. You can also check us out on the web at lvrealestateradio.com or on our handle on social media at lvrealestateradio. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on the new 101.5 FM 720 AM KDON, the talk of Las Vegas.